Hey, yo, Black. What it is, man. It's happening, bro. We was living the dream, man. Bama was down in the, the rankings, outside looking in. Cowboys has come off a loss against, uh, you know, Green Bay. Two, it was perfect. Two over-the-top fan bases being humbled. It was and perfect. Then, uh, then this weekend happens. Now Alabama has a little pulse. Ugh. And the Cowboys riding high going into their Thanksgiving game. <sighs> Listen, it was all good just a week ago. What happened? What Yo, happened? We'll, we'll tra- <laughs> Yo, that, that is the question I'm asking. And uh, hopefully in this, this therapy session of episode eight of Prove Me Wrong, we could probably try and figure it out. But uh, without further ado... <laughs> What's good, sports fans? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prove Me Wrong Podcast. This week, me and my man Black will be talking about, of course, college football. This past weekend, crazy. Question for you guys. Do you think that Tennessee messed around and let Alabama creep back into this college football playoff discussion? I do. And let's talk about the Big Ten. This Saturday, Ohio State, Michigan. They both got to play. One of those O's got to go. Will the loser of that game still have a chance to creep into the playoffs? And let's talk about the Pac-12 out there under everybody's radar. Is USC primed in position to make a run for that college football playoff? Also, let's get into the NFL. A lot of things are settling out after this weekend. Are the Jets who we thought they were? They were flying high for a while and then now they're crashing back to earth. After yesterday's performance, I think we need to talk about where that uh, franchise is going. Finally. NBA talk. Look at the Utah Jazz up at the top of the Western Conference. Danny Ainge traded everybody out. Nobody was expecting them to be great. Here they are. With all those trades, draft capital coming back, Danny Ainge, everywhere he goes, he seems to be fleecing people. I think he's out here playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. We'll talk about that as well. Let's get into it. Episode 8, Prove Me Wrong, starts now. Um, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. College football this weekend. Yep. Tennessee had one fucking job, my guy. One job. (laughs) And, uh. One job. I low-key, I was just like, um, this has to be a win for them. South Carolina has not been doing shit. All season. All season. But um, I don't know. Spencer Rattler was just like, I'm that dude today. Yeah, today. I'm named after I a fucking time. snake, my guy. Yeah. I'm named after a snake. I was like a number one ranked QB. I was highly sought after. And I was at Oklahoma and couldn't do nothing. People slept on me. I'm a cut up over here. And he didn't until Saturday. Um. I was looking at that score. I'm just like, man, women's college basketball is wild. And I looked over and I saw <laughs> NCAAF. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. 
Yes. That is a uh, that is something uh I was not expecting. Let me go ahead and flip over and see this atrocity in person. And uh <laughs> it's exactly what it was. Oh yes, it was bad. You know how bad it was? What's I that? watched this game. I watched this game with beginning friends. to end. Yeah, beginning to end. Oh man. So well, I came in, I came in in the tail end of the first quarter. I should mm-hmm. I should say that. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the score and I was like, what the hell? I thought it was the fourth quarter, honestly. Because I was like, what the hell is going on here? Right. So I looked at the time and I was like, it's just the first quarter. I was like, ah, they got it. They can come back. They still have They'll a come whole back. Bunch. Yeah. They got work. <laughs> That was me too. <laughs> oh, it's the first half. Watch them turn it on yeah. in the second half. Ah, they can't keep this up, can they? They can. They can. And, and pushed they did. it up. <laughs> <laughs> and took it to another gear. <laughs> yes, they did. They sure did. It's like, geez, what is happening? What? Man. So um, there goes the magical season for uh for Tennessee. They may end up in a big six, you know, New Year's six uh bowl game, you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to play in one of them rinky-dink bowl games. But uh, you know that wasn't their goal uh, nope. when they started off. And once they beat Alabama, national championship hopes uh, started coming up. Uh, they took the L against Georgia, and they knew they still had a way in. All they had to do was win out and see what happens in that uh, that that bowl game there. Now with two losses, they're behind Alabama. Yeah. And like we talked about, they now have life. Black, I'm looking yes. at the AP top 25. Granted, the top four in the AP polls usually translate over, kind of mirror, exactly mirror, the college football playoff rankings that come out every Tuesday night. Yep. So right now I'm looking at the top four being the same, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. And TCU probably shouldn't be there. I'm, I'm good. The, if, if they really look at the body of work, Lose a barely beaten Baylor last second field goal. I wanted Baylor to beat them so bad, bro. I, I bet so the college bad. football playoffs committee wants them to lose. They know they fucked up putting TCU up in there, and they I get it. it. You're just like, well, they're undefeated and they're in a quote unquote power five conference. We can't not have them up there. They know they want them to leave, they know they want them gone because every time you bring one of these little, I'm gonna say ranky dink, but just like with Cincinnati last year, like. Yeah, they undefeated and they look nice, but you know when you put them up against these boys up in this thing, man, it ain't no, it, it ain't, fam. No, fam. It, Georgia ate these cats up. Like, yes. <laughs> what are yes. you doing here? <laughs> what What are you doing here? So you're gonna tell me TCU is gonna play Georgia, and it's gonna be a good game, college football playoff? You, you this is what you're trying to tell me? No, everybody knows what's won't. happening. They're sitting here like, fuck, we can't take them. They're winning. We can't take them out of the top and put a team with a loss in there because everybody's going to look at us like, what the fuck's going on? They just need to put the formula they use to pick these teams out. Mm-hmm. That way that way, people can't get mad when they just be like, well, we know you're undefeated, but you're not up in here because of this. And then later like, formula no. out. You almost lost to Baylor. Yes. Thank you for coming. Pleasure having you here. You can play Not in a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Big 12 champions. Get over there. Sugar Bowl. It is Get over. for you. Oh, they can't be in a Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl is a, uh, a playoff game. It's a playoff, a playoff game. Bowl. Yeah. Sugar Bowl. They wouldn't do that thing. shit when I leave Glendale. 
man, that's some old bullshit, man. <laughs> Super Bowl over there. They had all the man, man. Oh, is Willie leaving? Oh yeah, bring all the shit. Bring now. all the good shit. Bring all the good shit over here now. <laughs> they did, they did, they did me like that with California. All the good shit started coming when I left. Mm-hmm. Like fuck. Oh, he y'all, gone. Man, this bullshit. Oh. He's gone. Bring <laughs> he all the shit. The over here. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to see you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. All right, bring it in over here. <laughs> fun shit. All the fun shit. Come on in. <laughs> Poor guy's been bored for fucking nine years. <laughs> if he just would have stayed another year, he could have had all of this. Oh man. But um, I think Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan was in a tough one with Illinois. Uh, mm-hmm. they they barely got out of that. So, which further lets me know I have a lot more confidence in Ohio State pulling off this win this Sunday or this Saturday. That game gave me confidence to say they're gonna lose against Ohio State. Uh, Mm-hmm. And it's in Ohio State too. So yeah, ain't no way, ain't no way you're um, getting out of there alive. But let's look at USC. First one there at number five, so they have the opportunity to sneak in there based off the loser of this Ohio State Michigan game, right? Yep. Granted, they still have to win their 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 conference, right? Um, and the Pac-12 went to that best two records. Go to the uh go to the conference, but uh, they have Notre Dame this Saturday. Um, you see them losing that one? Michigan? No. It, it's pop. Uh, no, USC oh. has. Oh, they Notre have Dame. Notre Dame. Ooh. Yep. Notre Dame's an upset team. You can't sleep on them. No, you cannot. Ask Ask Clemson about them. Yeah. They will beat your ass. You, you go in there messing around. So they they can't take that game lightly. Do you see them winning that one? It's if it's they, in, it's in UCLA, or it's in uh California. It's in Cal. It's in oh yeah. No, they ain't gonna lose that game. Okay. I I don't see it. If the, I don't see them losing it, but again, it's Notre Dame. Notre yeah. Dame is an upset team. But for now, I don't see them losing. But anything can happen. Especially they in they in South Central. <laughs> so uh that's that. Uh we know Georgia is pretty set. I don't think they're playing anybody scary. Uh what do they got? Uh LSU. Uh no, they got Georgia Tech. It's their uh their rivalry game. Yeah. Uh Shout out to Georgia Tech for beating uh, North Carolina with their third string fucking quarterback. I was upset <laughs> about that shit. I was thinking we was, we was going to sneak into, uh, I mean, we still can because we're playing Clemson for the in the ACC championship. But um, we'll see what happens. I was hoping that that we'd pull it off and and maybe be be mm-hmm. like around that top 10 shit. But nah, it's, it's all for now. But we got a good, a good little group over there. Mac Brown doing his thing. But then, of course, they got you guys on the 3rd uh, of December for the SEC championship. Uh, who do you yep. guys got this week? Uh, Texas A&M, which is also a dangerous game. Yeah, that's a that's a get, that's a a gotcha game there. Yeah, that's a dangerous game. But you guys are locked in for that uh, championship game. But you guys are actually thinking playoffs. Do you still right. think... 
the only way for you guys to get in there is to beat Georgia, right? We have to beat Georgia, and yeah, we'd have to beat Georgia. Georgia's like the end all be all ultimately. But if uh, if either Michigan or Ohio State loses, that top four becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like I, I said, one and one and two will be solidified. Because one and two, two will be, yeah, two will be the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, and one yeah. I'm, I'm feeling. Call it a hunch. I think one will still be Georgia. They got 62 I, uh, out of the 63 first place votes. Ohio State has one of them. TCU. I feel even if TCU wins, wins they're going out. to four. If TCU wins out, LSU beats Georgia. LSU is in there, and TCU is out. Yeah, definitely. Georgia, Georgia at most. If they lose, Georgia at most is sliding to four. Yeah, that's at, at the most, and that's an extreme drop. Yeah, that's an extreme drop. That. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an extreme drop. Um, fuck, man. Like I'm, I'm looking at this. They beat Notre Dame. They'd have to play. I think the next best record in the Pac-12 is. Let me see if I can bring it up. If they Oregon, Ooh, hold on, because I know there's a grip. But nope. Oh yeah, it would be Oregon because they only got the. They got two losses, but only one loss in conference. Yeah. So it would be the Trojans and the Ducks, and the Ducks got to play Oregon State, uh, and they barely beat Utah. Last Saturday, twenty right. to seventeen. Right. So I don't know how they're feeling. They're not looking like the world beaters they were looking like before. Um, but if it's Oregon and USC, um, I'm thinking USC probably pulls that one off because it'll be on a neutral ground. I think they play in Vegas. The Pac-12 plays their uh, championship yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. Um, and then let me check out the Big Twelve. Obviously, it'll be uh. TCU and Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State is eight and three. Obviously, TCU is eleven and zero. Kansas State even that's a dangerous three. game for TCU. Yeah, uh, that'll be their championship. I don't know who they play. I don't know what their rivalry game is. Iowa State. They got Iowa State this Sun this Saturday, and then uh, based on they still say it's TBD their championship, but uh. The only other person it could possibly be if Kansas State loses is Texas. If Texas mm-hmm. wins, I'm thinking they're they're going to remain undefeated in this thing. They may. They just might. I mean, if they play Kansas State, I don't know if they played them already. But Kansas State, every time I've seen them on TV, oh, they they beat Kansas State by ten already this year. Uh, beat Texas by seven. Barely beat Baylor. Yeah, they was that's why I people earlier, but now now their game's hella close. Yeah, that and that's why I'm saying that game's a dangerous game for them. Yeah, but um, so top four right now, man: uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Your predictions on the shakeup uh, after this weekend? You're thinking all top four ten teams? Well, obviously not all top four. 
Ohio State, Michigan. Some something's got to go. One of them's yeah. got to go. One uh, of them's going this weekend. Which one? That's a high stakes game. Yes. Um, I, I still want to stick to my guns and say Michigan, but mm-hmm. that last game, bro, y'all have problems. I don't know if it's injuries. <laughs> I don't know if it's injuries, but there were problems that I don't think you can correct by the time you get to Ohio State. So bro, that game, that game's gonna be loud. That crowd's gonna be on them. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know what it is, man. I just feel like Jeff Harbaugh just don't have that 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 gene to get his kids through a tough environment like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, like he got over the hump and beat Ohio State last year, but it was a home game for him. So I think the right. the, the crowd kind of helped him out. Going into yeah. yeah, going into enemy territory. I don't know if he got it. I don't know if he got that dog in him to get them kids over the hump like that. If he does, more power to him. You know what I'm saying? But I really don't think. No, nah, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got it in him. But um. Your prediction is probably the the most valid of the of, of the two of us. Uh you had Georgia, you had Michigan, you had uh USC. Mm-hmm. I think you still had TCU in there. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I foresaw TCU winning out. I didn't think their schedule was too hectic for them not to win out. Yeah. Unlike the other ones. Somebody, somebody's gonna go. Right. I saw TCU winning out, but I just assumed the college football playoff committee would be like, I mean, yeah. we see what you do in Horn Frogs, and it's it's valiant, you know, but uh, you know, do y'all really want to go get y'all ass whooped by Georgia off rip? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. is, is this really what y'all want? Right. <laughs> I also know see the is. case of if you if you drop them based off based off of Baylor. Yeah. Like I can see a lot of I can see a lot of backlash off that. Oh, the the worst amount of backlash. And yeah. then oh, you got to yeah, revisit yeah. this whole thing. Um that's why I feel y'all should just y'all should just bump this shit out to like eight teams. Yeah. Bump this shit out definitely. to eight teams. Use all of the uh all the new year bowls, you know what I'm saying? All all the big six bowls um as, you know, you could use the four. You could use the sugar bowl um orange bowl fiesta bowl rose bowl those will be your playoffs you know your your first round of playoffs then you'll have two more games after that and then you have a national championship so i mean in essence it's more money for college football when you think about it yeah more games more money more schools can come you know what i'm saying it's more money now you don't have to sit there and do this you can be like all right tcu get your ass you can just off the rip be like you win your conference you're in there. Power five teams, you win your conference, you win there. And then right. you get to choose your three at-large bids, the guys who didn't win there. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're good to go. But I don't know why they're fighting it. I don't know. Probably. Some I, I heard they were trying to expand it, and I think they were trying to expand it to 12 teams instead of four. Stop it. That's, so, you guys are doing too much. Yeah. So. <laughs> Because right now you'd have Penn State and Washington in it. Like, stop. Calm down, guys. Calm down, guys. North Carolina dropped fucking five spots, man. That's awesome. 
Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> I'm super hurt, man. <laughs> as long as I mean, hey, fuck it. let's let's just beat Clemson. Let's just beat Dabo and them. There's a new yeah, king in the ACC. There's a new king that, out yeah. here. <laughs> you can do that. You doing? You doing? Something. It's challenge day. <laughs> <laughs> we have watched and listened <laughs> from the bottom. <laughs> Oh man, college football is, is is it's good this year, man. It's it's a lot of parody. I like it. It's been a lit year. I'm not gonna lie to you. This this year has been lit. Just uh just the shakeups alone have yeah. made this year a very good year. Let me ask you this: Where are you watching? Do you think Tennessee is a is is a contender next year, or is this year just uh like a like a fluke? No, this year is a statement being made. Their player here. three has entered. The, they, they've entered the, the battle. <laughs> a new challenger. <laughs> Somebody else put yeah. a quarter in the machine. <laughs> yeah. You have your usual suspects, and now, now you have another threat to worry about there. Yeah. So Georgia think, has their LSU, mm-hmm. if you will. Just yes. like Alabama being the West, like, fuck, we always got this one game with these cats. Yep. Now Georgia's like, fuck, we got to play tennis like it. We got to be in Tennessee next year for this shit, you know? Yep. Um, and I'm, like I'm hoping it. so. Like I'm hoping so because, I mean, it was getting tiring. Like, what was it? A, what was it, like three in a row? It was just like, bro, we know it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then some other broad, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's just yep. the fourth person to the party getting the fuck up out of there and shit. Yep. And then, like. Number four always getting their ass oh. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, man. Number four about to get their ass whooped. The only time number four beat number one is, uh, I think it was the first year they did the playoffs. Ohio State was number four, and they were playing Alabama, and they beat Alabama. Yeah. And then they went on to beat Oregon, who was number two um, in the playoffs, but or in the championship. But, um, you know, that's when they had Ezekiel Elliott and, and all them boys. You know, they were stacked. So, yeah. Um. It, it it does my heart good seeing Clemson not up in there. Not not hating on Dabble on them, but I'm just it's just good to see quote unquote a new team in there. Which I think looking at this, if USC pulls it off, like Lincoln Riley went over there and did some magic. Man, they made uh, USC relevant again. You know, yeah. um, which which I didn't see happening that fast. You know, but my man did something. I don't know if he pulled recruits from Oklahoma <laughs> and pulled them over there, but. That that glow up happened quick, very fast, and I seen it coming because I was still there. I was like, yeah. "Oh Lord!" Because the amount when he got there, the amount of recruits that decided to, because a, a lot of these guys were already committed to schools like Alabama. Yeah, uh, you had some going to Clemson. You had some going to even Texas. Like yep. there was a mass migration. And as soon as he got there, that shit stopped. And I was like, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them boys about to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'll, I'll just say it, man. When USC was 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 prominent, like college football was hella fun, man. Cause, oh, yeah. Because you always had a reason to stay up and watch the, the West Coast games. Like USC yep. was playing when they had Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. Yep. You know, all them boys over there, Lindell White, bro. I was just like, bro, this is must see TV over here, bro. Like, oh yeah, 
you can't you can't not watch these boys play. Um, yep. That was in my younger days back at Eglin when I was in my twenties, and I could do that and not be hurt the next day. Probably out here now. They'd be like, Laker game starts at ten ten Eastern. I'm like, I'm gonna catch you on. I'm gonna catch you on Sports <laughs> Center. Sleep. <laughs> Wake up. Turn on key. Key J. Will and Max. Lakers lost. Nope. Good thing I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> I'm making awesome decisions with my life. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm winning. <laughs> Man, but this weekend should be good. Coming off of uh, uh, Thanksgiving and, and, and then the, the family day, and then you just chill and watch some college football on, on, on Saturday. Yep. Ooh, it's a good time of year. It's a good time yes. of year right about now. Yes. Speaking of Thanksgiving football, my guy. Yeah. Did you happen to catch the Cowboys and Vikings game? Yes. The game, it was supposed to be game of the week. America's game of the week. Yeah. America's um, team, America's game of the week. Plus, I'm the Vikings here. coming off that uh that amazing comeback win against the Bills, exposing them. Having people questioning if the Bills were legit. You know, you got Kirk Cousins on the plane, shirt off, wearing everybody chain. Ah, 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 I see. Ah. Everybody was on that. Hey, hey, man, the Vikings might be it. The Vikings might be it. God damn is all I can say. God damn. Too much bubbly. They had too much bubbly. Is that Chris Jericho? Yeah, a bottle of the bubbly. <laughs> it was too Man, much. That game, son. I, mm, I was mad watching that. Like, why do y'all still have this on TV? I was watching it on Red Zone. Like, quit flicking back to this game. <laughs> but my other options were like the Broncos and the Raiders. <laughs> Or what was the other late game? I'm trying to think. Uh, but I mean, they weren't they weren't like awesome games, the afternoon right. slate of games. Oh. Right, the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just like, what is happening here? Um, but that brings me to this point here. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's do it. With the loss to the Cowboys, as bad as that loss was. Flying high at eight and one as the two seed in the NFC. Let's talk NFL pretenders. Do we put the Vikings on that list now? They're sitting at eight and two. Are they pretenders at this point? Are they still contenders? At this point, I'm still going to call them contenders, and here's why. They had a start to the season where they established an identity. And at this point, people are figuring out that identity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to take everybody else. The Cowboys figured it out, but the Cowboys are also, they came into that game six and three, mm -hmm. right? So as much as I fucking hate admitting this, the Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, the Cowboys have a little bit of rele relevancy there. Right. Mm -hmm. They can they can make adjustments. Mike McCarthy is is good at managing the game and making adjustments on the fly. He's very good at that. That being said, the Vikings need to figure that part out. 
And I think they will go back to the drawing board, figure that part out, how to make the adjustment better in game as to what the other team is doing to them because they didn't do it in the, after the first half. And to quote an old announcer, they were taking a slacking the first half. <laughs> so you got to come back out in the second half and at least fight. And I think they'll do, they'll figure that out. But by the second half of that game, they were, they were done. I was on my Jim Ross watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> my God, stop the match. <laughs> For the love of God, he every broke him Tony, in half. Every time Tony Pollard got the ball, <laughs> you son of a bitch, you sick son of a bitch, stop it. <laughs> Just go to Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. Quit throwing, quit passing. <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at their stats. Um. Well, like, like you, you got Justin Jefferson out there, mm-hmm. arguably one of the best receivers, not arguably one of the best receivers in the game, arguably the best receiver in the game. There's some other people who have something to say about that. Uh, Dalvin cook, one of the best running backs in the game. Um, mm-hmm. and your, your, your number two receiver is not a slouch is, is Adam Thielen. Yeah. But he only has 490, 400 yards receiving because Justin Jefferson's eating everything else up. You got TJ right. Hawkinson, like, like a, a first-round talent tight end at the trade deadline. You got a lot of stuff going for you. Mm-hmm. The thing that, that I took away from that game, um, Dallas's defense is Super Bowl ready. Their offense just has to keep up with the the play of their defense. And we've seen if their offense can do that. They blow teams out. Now, um, their loss, like, I don't know how to explain the Green Bay loss, except as Dak goes, the Cowboys go. Um, If Dak is on it and he's comfortable, He's cool. I don't know if the weather was kind of fucking with him because they play in a dome in Minnesota. So, you know, yeah. they play in a dome in Dallas. Um, yeah. I don't know if the weather gets to him, but uh, he seemed to be in his zone, not rushed, not bothered, able to take his time, go through his reads. I don't think Minnesota – I thought Minnesota had a better defense. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, if they do, Dallas's offensive line is legit. I was watching that oh, game no. like Micah Parsons – Demarcus Lawrence, uh, bro, that that boy Micah Parsons is a problem, son. Yeah, definitely. these talk shows are like he's Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going that far yet because Lawrence Taylor was God tier. Yeah, <laughs> he was God tier uh, uh, when it comes to pass rushing. But if if there was somebody I would say had a chance to to enter that realm. Uh, Cause I still think it's kind of early now, but if if he stays on this pace, Lord God, that oh, that yeah. boy that boy good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that boy good, yeah. He's one of those. He's one of those X factors, man. He can he can he can change the outcome of a game. Just him, mm-hmm. just him, and 
I don't think Minnesota's line was ready for him. Mm. I don't think they were ready for him. And that's that's the adjustment that I'm talking about. Mm. Like you gotta you gotta plan for him on defense. You have to plan for him. Yeah. Because he will disrupt everything you have going on. And with the weapons that they have, right? You still have to account for him. Yep. Because you could have all these weapons, but if he's getting back there, dude, it ain't too much you could do. You, and it's you, not even the sack that he has to, he could just rush you off your spot. Yeah. You throw it out there. You got yep. who's who's their cornerback? Diggs, Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Tay Diggs. Get out of here. Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> Tay Diggs. <laughs> Bro, if I needed another reason to hate the Cowboys, it'd be because Tay Diggs <laughs> is on that scene. Trayvon out there, um, he ain't no slouch. Like, he's a feast or famine type dude. Like, he either gets the pick or he gets burnt. But I think he's kind of settling, getting out of that that mindset and um, becoming more of an all-around corner. But mm-hmm. um, he's out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like – I think the Cowboys claim the fame went from that beast-ass offensive line and um, – and and running the ball and that Zeke running and all that stuff to now that defense is what's going to be that leads them out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Almost like yeah. a uh, uh, Seattle in their heyday, Legion of Boom. Yeah. Like yeah. that's their identity. It's not Dak. It's not Zeke. It ain't C.D. Lamb. It ain't them boys. It's Micah and them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Because when you have something like that, when you have something like that, and you talked about it earlier, like a pressure sack. Like I don't have to sack you. Right. I can just I can get back there and disrupt everything that you have going yeah. on, make you get rid of the ball early, Incomplete. and that forces a turn. Yeah, yep. or first force a turnover. So when you have something like that, it makes the offense, as you seen yesterday, very easy to handle. Mm-hmm. Because now they have good field position, they have better better ways of getting down the field because of the defense. So, yeah, as much as I hate admitting that, it's true. So, we'll we'll come back to Dallas later. But for now, I don't count them on the pretender list, uh, the Vikings, because they ran into that defense. Okay, and that that defense is is all types of terrible. All right, so you got the Vikings as contenders. Um, I still have the mass contenders, yes. Can I interest you in the New York Giants? Now, the Giants, I don't think anybody was expecting them to to be in the mix as they are now at the start of the season. I'm pretty sure most people thought new coach, uh, Saquon coming back, like they may be decent at best, but here they are seven and three. They were seven and two. And then they got uh they ran into Detroit and lost against the lowly Lions of Detroit. Um Detroit versus everybody. Shout out to everybody from Detroit. Black are the New York Giants at seven and three. Contenders are pretenders. The New York Giants. And I'm gonna apologize to my friend Frank Hampton. I'm going to apologize to you now. <laughs> they are pretenders. Oh. <laughs> they but are. Sir, but sir. Pretenders. They've beaten the Titans. True. They've beaten the Packers. Now do you give them credit for a Packer win? 
beating the Packers? Uh, this year, no. They beat the Ravens. Okay. Uh, and those are their three quality wins, I guess. Because uh, the other ones, I'm, I'm assuming they were supposed to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, their future games. They got the Cowboys on uh, Thanksgiving. They're going to lose that. They got Washington next. They're going to lose that one. Then they got the Eagles. They may lose that one. Then they got the Commanders again. They're going to lose that one. Bro, you got them possibly losing four straight? Yes. Or five straight if you count the Lions loss? Then they get the Vikings. They may win that one. Then the Colts. Win. And then the Eagles. Lose. You got them maybe winning two more games. Yes. So they're going to finish nine and eight. Yes. After a seven and two start. Yes. Jeez. Why do you feel that way, man? Because once you shut down that run, things get a little bit different for the New York Giants. Shut down the run. Force Daniel Jones out of the pocket. Very easy formula for a win. But if it's that easy, why why haven't teams been doing it? I think teams have tried to do that. Teams have tried to just stop Saquon, but then Saquon figures out a way to make a play or Daniel Jones will make this random play, and then that'll be the thing that gets them. And herein lies the problem. They are relying too much on Saquon Barkley. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley has become the workhorse. Saquon Barkley is in the middle of the year where he's been the workhorse this entire time. That body gets tired. And as much as we want to give him credit for, for putting on these performances, like the body over time just gets tired, man. It's a long season. So teams are now figuring it out shut down this run get daniel jones out of the pocket problem solved right you've seen it early in the year saquon barkley was able to get out it's early in the year he's able to get out make plays right now we're starting to see him slow down and Mm. the more you more you see teams start doing this the more slow it's going to go so I see them losing a few of these games. They may get Washington once. I'll I, I, I say they get Washington once. All right, give me. I'm gonna give you a number, and you tell me over under uh, for wins for them. Okay, nine and a half. Under. All all they need is three more wins to get ten wins. Under. Under. God. You already here, folks. Um, if you were riding high on that uh New York Giants uh roller coaster, Black says get the fuck off. Get He's off and track. <laughs> uh let me throw one more at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, but this one for sure. The New England Patriots, my guy. Huh. The New England Patriots. Or pretenders. Because as of now, they are the sixth seed. 
in the AFC? The New England Patriots, quiet as hell, contenders. Wow. Quiet. Wow. Contenders, my guy? Contenders. They have been quiet. I said this earlier in earlier in the season. I said you have to watch out for them because they are quiet. When New England is quiet and everybody else is making noise, they are upgrading. This is exactly what they've been doing. The defense is starting to come on. The offense is starting to establish an identity. It could get scary. They've won three in a row. Low-key, they've won three in a row. I I didn't know that until looking at this standings thing. I'm just like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because all I hear... Matt Jones ain't that dude. They out there, and I'm just like, that defense, like Dallas. Picking up wins. Get on our back. And and sidetrack, that is what pisses me off about uh, Carolina, because their defense is that good. We just need (laughs) that one nice play from the offense, bro. Like, one splash play. Get us seven points and let us protect that lead. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's the difference between the Carolina – and a New England, right? Bill Carolina, Belichick. no, not even Bill Belichick. Carolina does not have a quarterback that can manage a game. New England does. <laughs> for hey, for all the trouble that you give them, <laughs> Mac can manage a game. Our best game managers are third string quarterback. Who started the season as our four string quarterback, uh, PJ Walker? Uh, he was hurt, so we had to put Baker in there. And Baker, he could talk all the talk, like, I don't care about my stats, I don't care about the situation, I want the team to win. He wants to make plays and he wants to prove people wrong. He's that dude. He's, That's how he's you just, win. Yeah. He That's wants to prove people wrong. He wants to go out there and make the play instead of doing what he's supposed to do. Now, I don't know who was calling the play. Well, I do know fucking Ben McAdoo needs to fucking get the fuck all the way the fuck up out of here. I don't know why he wasn't gone when you sent Matt Rule out the fucking door. And yeah, that, I was going to say this earlier too. Matt Rule is still fucking y'all up. Yeah. <laughs> he is still, yeah, still bro, fucking y'all His draft picks and all that shit fucking us up. Um, So New England Patriots contenders. Talk to me about the New York Jets who started the season, they were riding pretty high. They were one play away from, uh, I think, beating the Bills one mm-hmm. game, which would have put them up there. They were a couple plays away from beating the Dolphins. Like They were in contention with the, the, the top teams in their division, which was ran by the Patriots for like two decades. Now they're sitting last in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, not, even, not even in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Cincinnati, I think, has this the final seed wild card wise. Yeah, watching them the last few games, offense is not there. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, does not look like he should have been taken second overall in that draft. Um, they got a couple more years, uh. I'm assuming they're probably not going to pick up his fifth year option for the on the rookie contract. Uh, that is true, uh, Jeff. You Belichick running the team. You like you guys. You just got to keep your eyes on it, man. 
Yeah. Even though it's not on that the prime time spots it used to be, he'll he'll find a way to scrap them boys in there. But let's talk to Jets, man. Defense again. Defense was amazing. They got Sauce Gardner out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, they got the they they drafted a nice offensive lineman. They had a nice draft overall. They mm-hmm. were looking pretty good. They started off rough. Everybody was discounting them, and then they started pulling off some 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 upsets, if you will. And then uh you know, now now they lose this game by a punt return on the last play of regulation almost. Um, are they contenders or pretenders? You think they can squeak their way back into the playoff race? Or let me let me go through their schedule real quick. Because I think they still got to go back through the second half of the uh their division. So they got the Bears on Sunday. Oh no, wait. Yep, the Bears on Sunday. Uh, they can get that. Vikings after that. Mm. They got the. Didn't build. they beat the Vikings already this year? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, so no, here's their did. W's. Here's their W's. They lost against the Ravens week one. Uh, they beat the Browns. They lost against the Bengals. They beat the Steelers. They beat the Dolphins forty to seventeen. So I think that was that was when people were just like, "Oh shit!" You know, yeah. here come the Jets. They beat the Packers. They beat the Broncos. And at that point, they're five and two. They lose to the Patriots, and like mm-hmm. they apparently, Bill Belichick has beaten them like twenty something fucking straight times. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if if I'm listening to these sports shows and they're not exaggerating, like they have not beaten Bill Belichick in like 10 years or something. So they lose that game, 22 to 17. They beat the Bills. And then they lose to the Patriots again. So within three weeks, there go your two games against the Patriots, both L's. Now you got to face the Bills again, and then you got to see the Dolphins again towards the end of the year. In between that, you get the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. So they're sitting at six and four. Yeah. I ran through their yeah. schedule. Do you think they get 10 wins, at least 10 wins this season? It's possible. But I got to talk about Detroit real quick. They're not in the picture, right? <laughs> they're not in the picture right now. They play motherfuckers tough. Yeah, they're they're not in the picture right now. But uh-huh. They're on a four game winning streak. Detroit? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm not lying. Detroit's on a four game winning streak. I know you fucking lying. They won four no. games in a row. Yes. My heart hurt, bro. Detroit, Detroit is fucking <laughs> balling right now. Detroit, Detroit is playing. Detroit is playing, and if people aren't careful, Detroit will sneak into contendership. They're not on the map right now because they're four and six. Let me let me see some shit real quick. Three game win streak, bro. Look, they beat the Packers, the Bears. The Giants. Oh, three. Yeah, three yeah. game wins. They got the Bills this Thanksgiving. You thinking they taking that one? Hey, if Buffalo's not careful, Detroit can take this game. Detroit is they're they're looking really decent right now. They're looking really decent right now. 
you think the Bills will lose this game? I'm not saying I think they will. I'm saying if they're not careful, Detroit will win this game. All right. So four and six right now. They got the Bills, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Jets, the Panthers, Bears, and then Packers at the end of the season. Detroit can easily creep up on everybody and get 10 wins. They're, they winning, keep playing, six, they're winning six of their final games, six of their if they what? if they keep playing like they played on yesterday, Detroit Lions can easily oh, sneak in here. So they're your they sleeper contenders. You're yeah, not pretenders. You're not saying they're pretenders. They are on the verge of becoming contenders. How yeah, many more? How many more games do they need to win in this win streak before you you're officially putting them in contendership? If they get, I'm going to give them Buffalo. If they beat Buffalo, this they're contenders. Yeah, if they beat Buffalo, huh. the Detroit Lions will sneak into my contendership because they are rolling. Okay. Yo, that, that's a hot take right there. As we say yeah. on the show, prove me wrong. I need people to let me let Black know <laughs> why he is out of his mind. Or if you think he is out of his mind, let him know why. Or if he's Keep right. in mind, I don't, I don't talk yeah. about Detroit like this. But what I saw <laughs> yesterday, I was like, hey, listen, y'all can y'all can sleep on them lions if you want to. Yeah, they, they are know. they are quietly they are quietly establishing an, an identity in Detroit. Yeah, with Daniel Jones. Shout out to Bucky because he's the only Lions fan I know. Nah, Beasley out there too, man. Oh, and Beasley, yeah. But he be going through it every week, man. He be wanting to switch teams and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Beasley be going through it, man. Damn, that's crazy, man. And we just stayed in the AFC. Well, we talked a little bit about the Vikings and stuff, but. Yeah, outside of that, man, I don't. We'll talk. We'll we'll do contenders, pretenders next week because there's a couple more, a uh, couple more NFC teams I want to talk about. Um, okay, and one more AFC team, but probably after this weekend, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of know for sure who's contender, pretender out this. Oh weekend. yeah, yeah. This, this <laughs> Thursday will let you know a lot. <laughs> Oh man, but let's roll into uh roll into the NBA. Let's and um let me talk about a guy named Danny Ainge. Now, many of you old heads may know him from his playing days. Uh <laughs> he played with the Blazers, the Celtics. Uh I think he was with the Suns for a little bit. Might have dabbled with the Spurs, or I may be getting him in uh Steve Kerr conferred because I know Kerr played with the Spurs for a bit, but um he he's a NBA journeyman. He was never a all-star, never a, a superstar, a very good, hey, I know my role and I'm gonna play it, you know. Um, spark plug off the bench. He was just right feisty, uh, three-point shooter, kind of like the three and D before it became a, a a whole thing like it is nowadays. But but as a GM, <laughs> Lord God, this man is magnificent. <laughs> magnificent ladies and gentlemen this is the this is the individual 
who orchestrated the the big three in Boston, who made who coined the big three. Got Kevin Garnett over there to play with Paul Pierce, traded, got Ray Allen over there, helped draft Rondo, all of that stuff, built that team that beat the Lakers uh, in the finals. <laughs> to put them back on the map, you know what I'm saying? Uh yep. And had them relevant back in the East again because there was a time where the Celtics just weren't it. They were looking pretty solid until uh, your boy LeBron was just like, big three, huh? Let me try that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try that shit out. And he goes to fucking Miami and they end up breaking up the uh, Boston big three. But here's here's the brilliance of Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge seeing that his big three was kind of past its prime compared to the younger big three over in uh, Miami. He's like, we probably got to take a couple years on the chin, but, you know, let me go ahead and get what I can get for these guys. Trades Kevin Garnett, Jason Terry, and uh, somebody else to to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. To New Jersey. No, Paul Pierce went too, I think. Yeah, Paul Pierce, Kevin to, to Brooklyn, Jason yeah. to Brooklyn for ridiculous draft picks. Because Brooklyn's like, we need star power. And these guys are stars. They were desperate for stars. They didn't yes. sit back and look and be like, man, these guys old as fuck. Nope. nope. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, put them on a poster, get people in here to get tickets. Pulled that trigger. It did not work for Brooklyn. Worked great great for Boston. Boston has yep. these picks. Boston's sitting there. Um, through these picks, he gets Jalen Brown. Uh, he flips, he hustles Philadelphia because they have the second pick. Philadelphia has the third pick. No, actually, Boston has the first pick <laughs> in this one draft. Mm-hmm. Philly has the third. Philly's just like, man, we want Markel Fultz. But we think Boston's gonna get him. We got to make a trade with Boston. Boston's like, what do you got for me? We'll give you our number three pick and a future first round pick for next year. Boston's like, ah, I don't know. This guy's really good. Philly's <laughs> like, here's more stuff. Boston's like, all right, here you go. And then they just draft the person they were gonna draft anyway at the third pick, Jason Tatum. The whole time. The whole time, Danny Ainge knew <laughs> he wasn't going to get Markel Fultz. And he has been on record saying, hey, I did what I had to do. <laughs> it's part of the game. Now Markel Worked Fultz. Worked out for I me. I don't know where Markel Fultz is at. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I know where Jason Tatum's at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Balling out in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, it is crazy how he's getting over on all these people. So he creates this core in Boston. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, the the whole squad they had that that took LeBron to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals, the the core that kind of went to the finals last year, um, mm-hmm. but um, so he leaves from there. You know what I'm saying? Goes to Utah, so now he's the GM at Utah because I think he yep. went to school at BYU or something. So he's all about getting back to his roots. Yep. Gets there this off season. He's like. You know what, Rudy Gobert? Appreciate you. Two-time defensive player of the year. All that good stuff. Get out of here. We're trading you to Minnesota for first-round draft picks. 
He's out of here. After signing him to a ridiculous contract, by the way, giving yes. him like 200 something million. And everybody's like, yo, what the fuck? And he was just like, oh, no, it's part of the plan. You get him out of here. Give <laughs> <laughs> man that money. Yeah. <laughs> get your ass the fuck up out of here. Uh, and then you have Donovan Mitchell there. Obviously, the 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 heart and soul, the star of the team is there. Uh, kind of like your big drawing for people to come watch the games. And you're just like, and you can go too for some picks and some players and everything else. So going into this season, you're looking at the firepower and the, and the star power and everything that kind of left. Uh, Boy, they look bare. Yeah. And you bare. were just like, I'm not expecting these guys to do much, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Utah Jazz are first in the West. Uh, let me read you their roster. And you guys could be like, oh, yeah, he's a star. <laughs> right? Um, I guess they just got it in alphabetical order here. I'm going to just... <laughs> Ochai Abaji, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Udoka Azubuki, Malik Beasley, Leandro Bolarmo, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Simone or Simon, Fonchinko, yeah, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay still playing? Exactly, exactly. Taylor Horton Tucker, Johnny Juzang. Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen, Kelly Olenek, Micah Potter, Colin Sexton, Jarrett Vanderbilt, coached by Will Hardy. <laughs> Names that I know Jordan Clarkson, Mike Connolly. Uh, I only know Taylor Horton Tucker because he was with from the, the Lakers. Lakers. And Laurie marketing because I remember Chicago drafted him and people were just like, who the hell is this dude? And <laughs> Kelly Olenek, because I remember he uh, dislocated Kevin Love's shoulder in the playoffs <laughs> that mm-hmm. one year. <laughs> Colin Sexton, because he used to be, uh, he was out of, out of Batman. He was like a high pick over on the Cavs. But um, that's their squad. Their highest paid person is Mike Conley on that ridiculous deal he got with Memphis that ended up following him over to Utah, but yeah, second highest player is Mike Beasley. I haven't heard of this kid before, but so um how are they doing this shit, bro? I have no explanation for this shit, bro. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. They've beaten Denver, uh Memphis twice. Uh, Lakers, Clippers, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Portland. And those are high ranking or teams that are expected. Yeah, yeah, quality wins. Those are quality wins. Bro, how are they doing this shit? With this core. Do you think it's, uh, because I look at that roster and it looks like I don't think nobody is trying to be the face of the, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be. It's a team. I'm that guy. Yeah, you know? it's a team. Because I'm looking at 
high points and like on some games the highest scoring person has 20 on the team you know what i'm saying so that means it's balanced yeah. scoring like yeah they scored distributing the ball yeah, they scored yeah. 123 points their highest score had 20 points you know um there'll be game there'll be games where somebody will cut up like uh bro there was a game that they won and marketing was the highest score he had 17 points that shit is wild yeah that's some crazy shit but marketing looks like he'd been cutting up he had 38 against uh phoenix uh 32 against atlanta 31 against memphis 31 against new orleans it looks like marketing and clarkson been going back and forth but but you know what that also screams to me, right? What's that? Marketing is a power forward. So they're finding ways, they're finding ways to distribute the ball and get a good shot out of it from marketing. Uh-huh. Right? Distribute, 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 work it inside. And that could be working to their advantage. Cause I have I haven't watched them play at all, but nah, bro, you I already told you about the West Coast games. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the play at all. What you talking about? <laughs> but, but this screams to me like they distribute the ball and they work the ball a lot inside. Mm-hmm. And they're able to slow the game down. So when you have a team like that, yeah, it's kind of dangerous, bro. Like you don't want to go in there. You don't want to go in there with any one specific game plan because there is no one way to beat them. Because they right. play good team basketball. Facts. Uh, yeah, so for the season, Markinens, their leading scorer with 22 points per game. Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, I think Is Markinens like a Dirk? Like he's he's like a stretch four, right? Yeah, he's like a He's stretch. a shooter and okay. Yeah. Mike Connolly, his old ass out there getting eight assists per game. Uh, there it is. Yep. That veteran leadership. He's also leading in steals, 1.2, and Walker Kessler is leading in blocks. Like, I haven't, like, these people, I'm just like, who the fuck? Who would have known? Yeah. Who and their known? rotation is deep. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people averaging 10 or more, 11 or more minutes a game. Yeah. Fresh legs all the time. Damn. So, yeah, there is no one way to beat them. Let me go look at. But I'm just like, how? Do you think Danny Ainge knew that this team was going to be this good? I, You know what? I think Danny Ainge has a real eye for talent. And not real talent as in this guy's going to come in here and take the game over. He's really good at fitting pieces to make roles out of them he did it in boston Mm -hmm. right and he established a young team in boston that now is able to go to the finals so that track record's proven he has an eye for putting a team together like he knows what what roles he needs to win a game and he's good at finding them he's good at making them work and if they don't work as in the case it doesn't matter who you are if you don't work you're leaving we saw that with Donovan Mitchell. We saw that with Rudy Gobert. We saw that with Paul Pierce, who was the longest loved tenured person in Boston, and Kevin Garnett. Yep. 
ship them out of town. If the if the pieces don't work for you, he's able, he's willing to get rid of you. That's proven. So should we really be surprised that he's doing this well in, in Utah? Not really. But it is surprising he's doing it with this core. I wasn't surprised in the East because at the time the East was the weakest division. I still think overall, probably not so much, but like for the last, I don't know how many seasons, the East would have like three heavy hitters where the West would be like, yo, we got to watch out for these guys. The rest is just like whatever, you know, like four through four through eight or 10, however they're doing with the playing tournament is just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, they need to put somebody in there, you know? Right. Um, but the West was always like, bro, if you were if you were to tell me after trading away his his starting core from last year, and he's running into the West with the rosters that I was looking at, and that they would be first right now, I'd be like, Man, you out your rabbit ass mind. <laughs> what if I told you at Thanksgiving the, the Jazz would be at the top of the Western Conference? You stupid. I would have took that bet. I would have put a mortgage payment down on that shit, bro. You am I am I wrong? Would no, you not have taken you that not. bet? Yeah, one hundred percent, bro. I would have. I would have. Like, I would not made that bet at all. I'd be like, look, bro. I don't even want to take your money like that. Like, come on. I would have like, took that. I would have gave that man. I would have gave him ample chances to change his shit. Are you serious right now? Are you fucking with me? Are you really doing this? You don't want to do this. You do want to do this? All right. <laughs> now that dude would have been knocking at my door like, where's my run my shit? <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving but, yet. On, There's on. a couple yeah. more games, bro. It's not even, it's not even Thanksgiving hold yet. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> There's a couple more games, bro. It ain't even. Yeah. It ain't even. <laughs> Are you a time traveler? Do you know Kang the Conqueror? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> Are you Marty McFly? Do, yeah. do you have an almanac from the He's been here before. I yes. know it. I know it. <laughs> There's no way you knew this shit. <laughs> you liar. But yeah, sitting here 12 and 6 with the Suns behind them at 10 and 6. Um, they're 6 and 1 at home, 6 and 5 away. Um, it's just it's just crazy to see that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy to see that shit. Um, my brother says uh, the Jazz surprised them too, but they have been having in the past two seasons. I know the one season where uh, I think it was exactly two years ago where they had like the best record in the NBA or something. Yeah. Um, like I was sitting there like, what the what is what is this? What is happening <laughs> here? Um, but, but they, they have I mean, Donovan it, Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and and it was coming back off the the bubble season, so it was. I think they had like seventy six days to chill before the next season started because yeah. the bubble season ended. I think in like September, and they were starting right back up in like uh, December November. or something like that. November, yeah. like so, it was like a quick, you know, quick turn. So maybe you know some players didn't have the legs under them, and the Jazz. I don't think they went to the bubble, so they was like, right. <laughs> they they was super super rested. Oh yeah. They weren't they didn't play since last fucking March or March. They's like yep. season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These other teams I'm like hey, cases on all you Go the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> we just finished playing in Halloween. 
Y'all ain't played since St. Patrick's Day. Come Don't give a fuck. Now. Get these buckets. <laughs> <laughs> they out there running three-man weave like it's a warm layup line. We out here tired, boss. <laughs> Y'all should have lost last season like us. <laughs> yep. Now look <laughs> at that you. raggedy ass championship. Yeah. Now look you're at tired. You. <laughs> Your trophy got a mask on it. We about to whip y'all ass tonight. <laughs> but uh, Golden State is the 11th seed. They're not even in the playing tournament, bro. As of now. As of now. Yep. One and eight on the road. We talked about that. I think last episode their struggles and shit. Um, but yeah, man, the Grizzlies are six. The Kings, fam. Hey, the Kings are the surprise for me. Yes, I would say them and the Blazers. Yeah, uh, because I'm like, damn, Lillard just by itself out there, right? Yep. Let me see what this roster looks like for for Portland. See if I know any of these these gentlemen. I saw it coming. That's why I went so low. That's Dame right now. Outside of uh, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Jabari oh, Walker. No, oh, this is a this is a sad. Anthony Simmons. Why is well, he twenty two million? Who the fuck is this dude? So here's what they got, right? And here, here's why they may be doing okay. Okay. So you have the addition of Gary Payton II, mm-hmm. um, which his time in Golden State did prove valuable for him. Mm-hmm. I don't like his face, but the man plays basketball. Then you have Nurkic, who, when healthy, and here's the test here, if he can stay healthy this year, they may be in good shape. I like Nurchich. I mean, I remember when he was in uh, Denver with uh, Jokic for a couple years yeah. before they yeah. had to, you know, trade him and get rid of him. Yeah. All so right. you have him when healthy. He he's a he's a good force. Uh, Jeremy Grant, great role player. Anthony Simmons and uh, Shaden Sharp don't know who the fuck they are, but if they're playing their role right, that that may be what you're getting. Uh-huh. Then you have then you have Josh Hart. Uh, Justice Winslow, who are who are some other key components to come in and get you some buckets. Drew Eubanks can get you some buckets. Uh, Jabari Walker can get you some buckets. Like they have, they have some 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 depth there that says, okay, this isn't this roster isn't that bad. This isn't like Utah, right? Utah is just like a whole bunch of what the fuck that can whoop your well, ass. Anthony Simmons has been averaging 22.5 points a game this season. Hmm. I just be so lost on the on these western teams, man. Like I just be sleep literally. Yeah. Like yeah. Not like yeah. I be sleeping on them like I had no idea, but I literally be sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, <me> too. <laughs> but uh like if it ain't Dame Lillard, like I'm just how the Blazers win in these games. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, Lillard's averaging twenty six this game or this season. Shaden Sharp, I'm guessing he's like their six man. He's getting ten points off the bench. Yep. Josh Hart's getting nine points off the bench. So it's 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 the same shit. Like he not really 
they don't really have a big three or nothing. It, it seems like right. the backcourt. It seems like Anthony Simmons picked up where CJ McCullough used to be. How it used to be Dame and CJ, and yeah. then everybody else kind of just did what they could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, I need to I need to buck up and and while I'm on leave and and, and catch a couple of these West Coast games because. Huh. Leaving Arizona After makes tomorrow, the shit. I'm in play. So. <laughs> in Arizona, I was watching all of the things, bro. Lakers game started at seven. The NBA on TNT. Yep. <laughs> yep. The first game would start at like 530 or like 430. Like I'm coming home from work. Uh-oh. What is this? <laughs> but I'm I'm having the same issue. I'm even though I'm central, I'm having yeah. the same issue because yeah. all my games would, the games I really wanted to watch, they would come on at around five. You know what I mean? Because I'm in yep. LA, they come yep. on around five. You know, now here it's eight, seven, eight, and now I'm just like, dog, I ain't gonna finish this game. And then you got the late game. That's on the West Coast. I'm like, I'm damn sure not gonna watch this game. I don't even see the tip. (laughs) I don't even see the tip. Y'all lucky if I get to the end of the first game. Yep. Be like, maybe if I wake up and have to go to the bathroom, I'll catch up. I'm like, bro, it's 9:30. Why are y'all still playing Miami and (laughs) Atlanta? Get this shit over with. And as soon as this game's over, we'll head over to Clippers and Jazz at 10. Like, no, the fuck, no, no, you won't. No, you won't. (laughs) Now I get it. Like. When I was back in Arizona, I'd be looking at Kenny and Chuck and them when they doing the inside the NBA at the end of the night. They look dead ass tired. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are y'all so tired? I'm sleepy. For? I'm looking at my clock. It's eleven. It's eleven o'clock in Arizona. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like one o'clock over there. Y'all t- yeah. <laughs> tired y'all, as fuck, boss. Y'all niggas tired. Okay. <laughs> Kenny, Chuck, I feel you, man. I feel you. I don't know how y'all do it, man. Be in that studio like. Man, we need to wrap this shit up, bro. Like, come on. Say it, are you already? Say it again, already? You got to make sure you do it. That's right, Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, just be up there. No, let me tell you something. You, do. You, do. you win a championship. Chuck ain't got no yeah. championships. So that's why he, he ain't a champion. No, why you got to go there, Shaq? Why you, why you always got to go there? <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, Shad. We gotta do all this shit. That's how you know they're tired. They just start acting up on set like kids when they be tired. They start doing shit they ain't supposed to do. Yeah. Why are you standing on your head watching TV on the couch? Go to bed. <laughs> they just trying to do shit to stay awake. That's the inside the NBA guys. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this hot ass chip. Motherfucker for what, Shaq? Just talk about the game. Just... Stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> this chip is going to give me about five extra minutes. Let's do a free throw contest. Like, no, let's just talk about these games, man. Let's just... and, and go to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> and, and, analyze this so I can go to bed, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, nah, man, it's just crazy to see, uh, you know, back to what we were talking about. Danny Ainge just... I think he's up there. Um, some of the better GMs, like uh, uh, Jerry West, is is yep. a popular one. Yeah, uh, when he was up with the Golden State Warriors, kind of put that team together that helped him out. Then he ends up going to L.A. Clippers and finding out a way to bring fucking Paul George and 
Kawhi Leonard together. Now he got John Wall over there running with these boys. And mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there as a Laker fan looking at Rob Palenka like, none of this inspires you? or <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't. You don't want to be like them? No? Okay. Hey, hey, hey. look at what they're doing over there. Look, 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 look. Copy that. I'm trying, but I got LeBron. He won't take he won't give me permission. <laughs> I know Le- LeBron give no fucks. LeBron be like, boy, if you don't trade away this 2029 first round pick and get me some help. Man. <laughs> I ain't worried about 2029. I ain't gonna be here. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> help me. <laughs> it's not a test. <laughs> this, is a, this is a real thing. It's not a drill. Help me. <laughs> Oh shit! But uh, shout out to the Lakers though. They on a nice three game winning streak, man. Anthony Davis out there balling his ass off. Everybody yeah. talking about he missed a thirty and fifteen for three straight games. It's only a matter of time before this man collapses on the floor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch that check engine light, bro. Like, <laughs> my man, my man, run high speed out here. <laughs> It's like a, it's like Madden or any game where you holding the turbo button down, and the shit just start flashing. Like, bro, you ain't got no energy, and your player hey, just be out there just. <laughs> LeBron, you ready? Nah, my groin still nah. hurt playing. <laughs> I can't, I can't, Bron. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. Hey. He tra- he made that trade yet? Nah, my groin still hurt play. I can't get out there. I can't get out there. <laughs> I want to so bad. My groin is killing me. Bro, he'd be out there. He's like, bro, I'm out there with Westbrook. <laughs> Bron, you have no idea how hard I got to play just to win. <laughs> I understand. You know, I'm just saying. Taco Tuesday. You know how I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But um, uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. A lot of uh, a lot of parody, a lot of a lot of shock, man. I mean, again, it's an eighty-two game season. Anything can fucking happen. Like the Jazz can be here now and then just Tank. snap back to reality, you know, yeah. and, and everything levels out the way it's supposed to go. But um, let's get into these buzzer beaters, man. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up today? Uh, to all of my World Cup watchers, uh, the World Cup has started. And uh, we got some – I really don't be interested until they get to the round of 16. This yes. is just like the <laughs> preliminaries. The group but, stage, uh, I'd be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me to the round of 16, I'll pay attention. But one good thing happened. Uh, Ecuador ended up beating Qatar and uh, Qatar's host nation. So that kind of puts them in a tight spot. But, hey, so far so good on the games. Uh England end up pulling one out. I think USA played today. So uh, whatever country you're going for, man, it's World Cup season. So we look forward to hearing some World Cup uh, talk. We don't know it that well. So if there's somebody in here that is way more knowledgeable. Because it took me a couple seasons, probably about two and a half seasons of baseball for me to get into baseball. So I think if I just focus, because I got the Peacock app where I can stream and they usually stream the premier league games and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to get into soccer. Cause like right. it, legit, it's not a long game. Like, cause the it's clock not. runs 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Constantly. The clock runs. And then if there's stoppage time, it just rolls into that. So it's not like football where you're just like, fuck, three hours, clock stopping, all this other shit. Yeah. It's just, ah, I don't know. Keith, what up? I'd be wanting, I'd be wanting to get into different sports. Like I try watching hockey. Shit's hard. No, you got to go to the game. That is That's the what, one I, I can't go to the game the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I know, like, if I if I put the effort in, I'm gonna get to it. Cause like baseball was that for me. I'm just like, fam, baseball is horrible to watch on TV. But fun <laughs> to be at. Yeah. If, if you like being at a baseball game, bro, go to a hockey game. I've been to hockey games. Um, oh, okay. But like now I can watch like if the Padres are playing, I can sit and watch them motherfucker. I don't care how long the game is. Yeah, I get um, you. But it's one of them things where like if it's not my team, I don't know if you I don't can care. sit and watch it. Yeah. Cause like that one fucking playoff game where was, I think it was like Houston and Seattle was like 17 innings and it was like one one. I'm like, fam, get all the way the fuck up out of here, man. If y'all just don't rock scissor paper <laughs> on to the 19th inning, six hour game. This is beautiful pitching. No, the fuck it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Bro, this is long. It's horrible hitting. Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Brought my kids to the game. They got school tomorrow and shit. You know, I thought this shit be over at nine. Sleep. Drink <laughs> falling all out. Yep. <laughs> Dad, I'm tired. Shut up. <laughs> Pay for these goddamn the tickets. Greatest game alive. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in the midst of the greatest game alive, son. We can't leave. You'll be able to tell your kids about this. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would die. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into baseball. Like, really, for real. Like, oh, yeah. me and my brother went to a uh we went to a twins game, and this was when Kirby Puckett was still playing. And um, like I was, I was mad excited because I was a, I was a Kirby Puckett fan. Yeah. Um, just by being, being around the city and you know seeing everything, like the community was really into him. But uh, going to one of those games, bro, this game was five hours long. Oh, and my by God. <laughs> by <laughs> by the second hour, I was like, how many innings is this? And they were like nine, and we was like. In the third, and I'm like, dude, let's go home. Let's, let's fucking go home. We're not even a third way through this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's go and home. And I'd be doing please. quick math. I'd be like, man, if it's already been an hour, and it's just the third inning, times that by three, three hours. Like, if there's not a clock, I'd be, I, I get, I'd be like, hey, man, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, because the inning. But that's one thing low. I do commend them for, because now they have a uh, they bring now they have pitch a pitch clock. clock. Yeah, yeah, that pitch clock speeds the game up. I like that. Yeah, so we'll see how that that incorporates, and then they're getting rid of the shift. So there's a lot of changes they're making next year to try to make it more exciting to get more runs scored, because they used to do that shift for people who had tendencies to hit towards one side of the field. Yeah. Now baseball's like y'all can't shift no more. So instead of making the hitters learn how to hit better, they're just like we're just gonna make it harder for defense to play defense. And as, as a casual fan and a fan that just loves to see like scores and runs and shit, I'm all for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause if they got rid of that, that fucking shift, Padres would probably still be putting on non playing. That shift was <laughs> fucking us up, man. Maybe they'd be hitting Soto and Machado up with them shifts, but um, see what I got. Yeah. Uh, World cup, man. I know, like you said, USA played, we played Wells. 
Uh, we were up 1-0. Then a questionable penalty uh, was brought up on a foul. They had a penalty kick. They scored, so we got a draw. Apparently, draws are worth one point, and wins are worth three points. So they add up all the points after the group stage to see who moves on. So I think that's why people are upset because um, we got England in our group, so we know uh, that's going to be a tough game because they just won their game uh, six to two. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got to try and uh, see what we can do about that. And then uh, I forget who they played, but the country that they ran is in our group as well. So hopefully we can get a dub against them. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting there looking at a website for favorites. Uh, some people have Spain as the favorite. Uh, Brazil is a lot of people's lock as well. Um, so we'll see. Like normally, it's, normally I, I tend to lean towards like the uh, the European teams, like France or, or Germany or something like that. But um, you know, there's always uh, that 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 one either Argentina. You yeah, know, that's my uh, dark horse. Argentina or Brazil. Somebody from the uh, the South America that that can make some noise. So we'll see what happens. But um, Ecuador, if they're not careful, Ecuador might make some noise. We'll see. It'll be good if they do, man. I, I love when the smaller nations team starts making some noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, I think it was like the Euro Cup or something, and Iceland was was making a run in the the group stage, and uh, they just kept showing a camera to to Iceland and they were watching in their stadium on the big screen and they were getting yep. turned up doing a Viking chant and everything. I was like, man, it's all, that's what sports is all about right there. Yep. Um, what else? What else did I have? Mm. Oh, well, I'm old. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Um, Stay tuned if you haven't already heard um, from the uh, – I think we only announced it on the Smoke Pit this Smoke past Pit. Friday. Yep. A couple new uh, podcasts coming to the network. Um, we got The Patio with our homegirl Kim coming up. Uh, kind of casual podcast. You'll have some people on. They'll just chit-chat it up about certain things. Um, kind of a conversation piece uh, podcast. Then we got uh, Burl Breads. Um, couple cats from NY who left the the boroughs now uh, over in Atlanta in different places, and they're talking about their experience of being a in New York bred individual and adapting to different environments and things like that. They'll also touch on the hip hop aspect of it. Um, and and, and you know, just talking to them for a little bit, I could tell it's going to be a dope podcast. Just a you know a different perspective of life from somebody else, different, which is what I try and get out of every podcast. So. Um, hey Keith, if you're still here, you, we should do a podcast called Taxi Cab Confessions or Uber Confessions, something like that. I'm just put that in the universe. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, man, uh, that Philly Podcast Network is growing, and uh, we appreciate you guys for for allowing us to do that and getting us out there and people coming to us. So I mean, like, if you got an idea for it. This ain't got nothing to do with prove me wrong or not. I'm just putting it out there as 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 an individual. You got a voice, you got a story, you got something you want to tell and share, bro. Let us know, man. We'll help you get we'll help you get there. You know, we, you ain't you ain't gotta be on the brand, but we can just help you, you know, get started and get you on get your you way. Where you need to I'm, go. All, I'm all for hearing everybody's story and everybody's uh, perspective on 
certain situations and stuff. So, who? With that being said, man, did I miss anything? Nope. Cool, ladies and gentlemen, that is episode eight of Prove Me Wrong again. I think the hottest take of the night was a uh, black Detroit. Talk about the Lions are a contender out here in the NFL. He will know for sure. He's he's leaning towards contender, but based on the outcome of this Thanksgiving Day game, if they beat Buffalo. Now, if they beat them or do they play him close? If they play him close, are you still like the contender? They have to win. Uh, they got to win. They got to win. If right. they win, they end that's it. saying they, more. On the radar. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Y'all heard it. Make sure if you're listening, put in the comments. Uh, I know in the description you can see the link to the group. Go ahead and join the group and uh, get in these discussions. Let us know what you guys are thinking about these topics. And if you have topics you want us to hit on, hit us up. You know, a team you want us yes. to break down, give our thoughts on, hit us up. That's what we're here for. Yep. So until next week, I'm the homie Mac, a.k.a. your boy. And I am bred like a king. Made us Kelvin Kaylee. Thank you guys for tuning in to prove me wrong. Until next week, there's still more to prove. Come back. Peace. Peace. This ain't right. I know those